And what's up, y'all? And welcome back to another episode of the Trip Out And welcome back to another uh, episode of that Dynamite uh, Review Show. And um, I know we were gone uh, last week because uh, I was uh, out of town with family. It was, uh, it was uh, for, for a funeral. You know how that things happen uh, two weeks ago. And then last week, uh, we had to take uh, uh, last week off as well because um, uh, 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 here at a home that family come through. You know how you know how sometimes family is. Got to be with your family you know, most of the time and anything. But um, but not to worry, y'all. We are back with another episode, and we are fresh off from the uh, uh, amazing AEW slash New Japan uh, uh, uh pay per view which was um uh, forbidden door. But um, even though the um, the pay per view. Uh, some say it was kind of cursed because of the injuries would happen, but overall, uh, the 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 pay per view itself uh, was a, uh, uh, I would I would definitely give it a a four out of five stars, uh, to uh, just to be exact. But um, uh, be, but before we dive in uh, to the Forbidden Door and read out the results, let's welcome back uh, our uh, our co-host for, for the show, uh, Liam Bedford. What's up, brother? What is good, everybody? Good to be back, Trico. Good to have you back, man. I was looking forward to talking about Forbidden Door and talking about Dynamite and everything that's been going on in AEW. They just had a busy, busy, like last, like the, 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 the big extravaganza to kind of have their restart and like their kind of rest period because they have been burning the candle on both ends uh, for the past month. And, you know, due to that, we got so many injuries right now. That, but now we got some new faces as well. So uh, crazy last month for AEW. Um, oh, yeah, for uh, sure. And, uh, and let me read out the results from um, uh, from Forbidden Door. I'm not going to go through the... Uh, uh, the pre-show, and uh, but I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna go through just to just, just see through the main show, and um, so uh, the, uh, all right. So um, so first of the match, we had a six-man tag, and the winner of it would get um a team advantage for the blood and guts match. It was um the team of Chris Jericho, Smino Suzuki, and Sammy Guevara defeating Eddie Kingston, Soda Oto, and Wheeler Yuta, and then you have FTR. Winning the, the three way winner takes all match for the uh, ROH and the IWGT titles. Pat winning the fatal four way to become the inaugural All Atlantic Champion. The, the, the Tuesday attitude with team of Darby, Sting, Santo Totoro, defeating the Bullet Club with um, Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, and um, the El Paso. And then Thunder Rosa defeating. Uh, Tony Young retained the AEW Women's Pro title. Will Ospreay defeating Orange Cassidy to retain the uh, IWGT Heavy the United States Heavyweight title. Claudio uh, and uh, AEW and also the newest member of the Blackpool Combat Club defeating Tate Jr. And then Jay White winning another Fatal Four Way to retain the IWGT World Heavyweight Championship. And then the main event of the night, John Moxley defeated Roshi Tadahashi to become the interim AEW World Champion. 
So what did you think about Forbidden Door, man? What was your opinion about it? Man, I say uh, this was a great uh, paper from, uh, from top to bottom. I say it, it, it was great as, as Revolution. So uh, Revolution and Forbidden Door are my top favorite AEW pay-per-views for this year. The only thing I didn't like is the end. I understand they were trying to build up to uh, Forbidden Door, but that ending wasn't necessary. It, it's more necessary when you try to do a go-home show to the pay-per-view, not when at the ending uh, of, a, uh, of a pay-per-view. That's the only thing I did like. But, uh, but everything else talked about was a, was a great pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, fact. So there was a couple that, um, the yeah, the the ending of it, you know, but I mean, I understand the ending of it. They was trying to, you know, still sell blood and guts, but it did seem like it was a little much happening there at the end because you just had this really good match. Then we had this ad just break in. But talk about some of the um, achievements of the night. Pack being the first All Atlantic champion, that was a hell of a match between those four guys. Uh, even my man, what was his name? Corey. Um, I had wrote his name down. I never even heard of the guy before, but uh, Corey came out to be something kind of good, and he got over. Um, um, but yeah, I think overall the show was just um, just a really well done show. A um, couple of hits and misses there, you know, here and there. But I mean, the combination Clark—that was his name. Let's go, Clark. I'm looking at my notes from that night. Um, F FTR, what a big night for them being the new IWGP champions. I mean, who would who would have seen that coming? You know, to let for New Japan to let their belts, you know, be on AEW TV for a while. I mean, those guys they they got three belts from three different promotions now. I mean, they're just they're hotter than the AEW tag team champions. You know, um, I think they they definitely. I think FTR is the most over tag team in all of wrestling right now you know they can go on any promotion and be over you know the moment their music hit so i think they're possibly the biggest tag team in the world at the moment um uh what was some other some of my other um, big things that was there um i really like the three that the back to that three-way tag match with the ftr and um, uh, Rapungi and uh, Cobb and my guy. I think uh, when, when Cash got his head set on, that kind of rubbed him around way. That's kind of disrespectful. I don't remember that moment. But there was a lot of cool, um, a lot of cool matches, a lot of great, a lot of good competition. Um, it felt hard hitting. Everyone brought their best, even with all the injuries that's happening right now. Uh, Tony Khan was still able to put on a really good show. Um, even without some of his top stars. And bringing in Claudio, who is a top guy the moment he walks in any promotion. And dude, looking at him even last night, uh, guys, I don't want to skip around too much, but even looking at him last night, he is just a big man, you know? Like WWE always has a lot of big guys. So sometimes you can not notice how big these guys are until they get around smaller guys. And like seeing him around smaller guys, or he just got bigger since he's been off. But man, it's just a huge dude. Uh, but it's great to see him on my TV on AEW. He is a hell of a talent. 
Um, great match between him and Zach Sabre Jr. Uh, that was one of my highlights of the night. Also, another highlight of that night was Orange Cassidy and Will Ospreay. I think they put on a phenomenal match. I think a lot of people was not thinking that was not thinking that match was going to be as good as it was going to be. And I think it was a hell of a match, probably the match of the night. Uh, Mox and Tanahashi, they just really tore down the place. I mean, these are two just top of their top of their talent athletes. And Tanahashi, I think he has more good days behind him than in front of him. I could be 100% wrong, but he's been doing it for a very long time. And this felt like a big, like, WrestleMania-type match. Like, the atmosphere, the two of them, the, 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 the mix of styles. This was a great event for uh, AEW, and I think it's one that definitely needs a part two and a part three. And then if you can get um, AEW, Ring of Honor, and... Um, New Japan in there, you know, for like, you know, almost how, you know, WWE does their Raw SmackDown NXT when they used to do that type of stuff. Um, this could be like a Survivor Series type kind of event about, you know, winner takes all, what company gets the most wins through the night. Now, I know there was a lot of politics that happened on this first one from what I'm hearing, especially with like um, Andrade and um and um, Penta and Ray Phoenix, they wasn't able to compete because of their ties to AAA. Uh, but I think this definitely could be a big Survivor Series type thing going forward. And it, it was just, it felt like a big deal and it was handled like a big deal. And other than a couple of finishes here and there, which I mean, it happens. Um, this was still, I think overall, um, eight or nine out of 10 show for me. Yeah, absolutely. It was a great pay-per-view. My question is, could we get another one next year? I think so. I think they have to. Please remember. And uh, do you see it being an all-Chicago thing? Because, uh, like, uh, they already sold out uh, when it first um, went on sale. And then they did another uh, additional uh, additional tickets. And... uh, it was uh, it was crazy because um, um, only in the United Center, um, they, they usually it, they hold like like twenty thousand. I mean, yeah. they sold enough um, up there, and um, even though uh, I don't know if it'd be an all Chicago thing because that usually is for all out, but um, but, but we'll see um what happens there. But um, uh, other than that, um, this was the uh, aftermath of the uh, Ben Door, and this was uh, of the Bloody Guts. So um, uh, after that, um, the show uh, started off with um, Orange Cassidy versus um, Ethan Page. Orange Cassidy has a new theme song. It's called Shade from Jefferson Starship. And that was very, yeah. um, it, that was very interesting. And um, uh, before the match, Dan Lambert came out with a bottle of orange juice in his hand. Jesus Christ. And uh, he's talking about, oh, yeah, let the best friend go in the back. Like, uh, oh, really? If they should go in the back. They usually go in the back. Because uh, you know you go to some stupid. Well, I guess he has his but, manager's uh, card. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's all that was. But, um, 
and even and also this was Orange Cassidy's um first uh dynamite bat since he had that um that shoulder injury, but um he came back last night for for Big North, so that was his first um match there. But but tonight, but yesterday was his last match you know dynamite. So that was a um uh, a huge thing. But uh, uh, but yeah, Orange Cassidy versus the uh, Ethan Page. Um, you know, it had to start um Orange Cassidy has to do the hands pocket thing. So um it was um the, the back and forth match. Um the final moment of the match, uh Paige flipped off a kid in the crowd. Uh, what do you say? But um Orange kind of with a brainbuster attempt into a stunner for nearly a speedy DT for a near fall. Orange called for orange punch, uh, which is also a super band punch. But later hopped on the apron. Orange uh, gave him his light stretch and then took out, took out Lambert's, took Lambert's orange juice, drank some, and spit it in his face before hitting two orange boxes to eat the page and a body spam, which uh, kind of tried to sell the, uh, the Hulk Hogan and uh, Andre the Giant body spam. So Very that's cool. what it kind of felt like. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, for the women. Afterwards, the best friends did their signature pose. Uh, at the match. That was the only reason why Chuck Taylor was out there was to be that ball. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the only reason. I haven't seen him on AEW in a minute. Oh, it yeah. seems like AEW so, might be cleaning, cleaning the house of a couple of guys, too. Uh, did you see the report that Alan Angels is not going to be, um, they did not offer him another contract? Oh, yeah. So, uh, and I'm actually cool with that. I was never really a fan of Ella Angels, like to be honest. But I hate to see that the Dark Order is kind of being picked apart. Not sure why they didn't want to keep Stu. I think Stu was a great talent. Uh, but to talk about this match, first off, this was in Detroit, Michigan, my hometown. Oh, I wish I could be there. And I was kind of worried that they were not selling a lot of tickets because the way AEW has been promoting blood and guts and they were saying tickets are still available and it seemed like they were really pushing. So I wasn't sure um, if they were selling like that. But in my mind, I grew up in Detroit. I know Detroit is a wrestling town. You know, when uh, I was there when Stone Cold Steve Austin drove the Zamboni down to the ring to attack Vince McMahon in a ring full of Detroit police officers. Um, so I know Detroit has wrestling history, and I know Detroit is a wrestling town. And I was so happy when it came on, and I seen that place filled with 13,000 AEW fans in the brand new Little Caesars, Little Caesars Arena uh, in Detroit, Michigan. So they were super excited. The crowd was exactly what I thought the crowd would be. And that crowd really helped make this show feel bigger. And they went crazy for Orange Cassidy now that he's back using his theme song that he uses in the indies. I mean, that's a big song to have it on AEW. Um, that's one thing I, anyways. Uh, but Orange Cassidy was really good in this match. I think the story that they told was really good. Um, and to win with a body slam, that's classic pro. That's as classic as you can get. Uh, body slam victory. I mean, of course, you had an orange punch before that body slam, but uh, great, great, great opener to this match, and the crowd was behind it. And I'm happy to see Ethan Page getting some time. I think he's a heck of a talent, so I'm really happy to see him getting some time on the on TV. 
Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Because uh, you got to sell the uh, the minute you hear, especially um, Scorpio's guy being the uh, TNT champion, and we'll get to him in um in, in a second. But um, uh, moving forward on to to, to the show, uh, Tony Schiavone uh, uh, introduced uh, Christian Cage, and um, if you guys did uh, uh, catch up with it, so um, Young Buck the uh, Jurassic has become the new and first ever two-time at AEW Tag Team Champion. And then, you know, afterwards, Christian uh, Cage you know, pull out the uh, the heel turn. And, um, oh, my goodness. And then last week, last week, he cut a promo. Like, oh, my God. It you say what you're saying. MJ, AJ, AJ, who? Yeah, after that promo last week, oh, my God. But that was crazy. But um, but this week, Christian was asked uh, about what he had what he had to say about trying uh, out the uh, the bulls, and then he was asked about uh, management to, to to come out and apologize for the comments that, that he made uh, last week specifically about Jungle Boy's uh, uh, mother that that he said. So um, that it was crazy. Uh, uh, it, it, oh my God! You feel like um. Uh, which might be a Jungle Boy's a new um new day. Yeah, but um, but entirely Christian Cage. Oh my God! But um, Christian Cage, Jungle Boy. I'm sorry, your entire family is in bed. But he cut this to say everyone except uh, uh, Jungle Boy's uh her mother. Like, oh my goodness! Like, yeah, yeah, this is crazy. So um. Uh, Christian said the only good thing coming out of Detroit that is open to Canada. Hmm. <laughs> That's very um, interesting. And um, so, uh, and uh, he may have requested a, a match this week, but it's not for him. It was for the Lucasaurus. And I'm surprised that Lucasaurus came up, uh, you know, at the last week. Um, uh, Christian, uh, Lucasaurus was about to beat down on Christian, but, but, but Christian calmed me down. And uh, one of the top match days, but like when he came out with a new music, new bed, and a new exhibit, oh my God, Lucasaurus went to the dark side. Crazy, crazy. You know, so real quick about this, about this segment, because um, the Supreme, Supreme, there's no point in talking about the Serpento match, like Serpentico match, it was a squash match, you know? Um, but uh, first off, Christian is doing great at MJF. You know, he filled in that MJF spot. Um, and I think, I hope that MJF notices that, hey man, what you're doing can be done by someone else. Like, you know, so you might wanna, you know, be, it's being done. He's getting the same shock value. He's hitting the same notes that MJF will, and it's just as entertaining. It's even greater because Christian is such a uh, pro and such a vet that he's going to do things that MJF can't do, you know? So I'm happy they're doing this to kind of put MJF a little bit in his place, I would say. Like, yo, bro, like, you know, like, let's make money together. Let's do all of this. I'm sure MJF is making great money, and I'm sure his merch is selling like hotcakes. So, yeah, the fact that he's mad, anyway, that's a different story. That's a different video, right? So, uh, but when the Luchasaurus came out, uh, Evil Swords, you know, when he came out, 
I was like, man, this gave me like cane feelings for a second, you know, like with the fire and everything. I was like, holy crap, they just kind of, and they got like organs in the music. I'm like, crap, this got to remind me of Kane for a second. Uh, but then he came out in the all black and got the, the black tail and the black beard and the black mouth and the black clothes, the black mask. I'm like, holy crap, I never thought I wanted to see a heel luchasaurus until I saw it and now I want more heel luchasaurus so I think this is really cool what they're doing to kind of keep this storyline going while Jungle Boy is injured I can't wait to see what this new monster luchasaurus character um, will be doing in the future yeah but it is all leading to Jungle Boy versus Christian Sometime at all out. This is what it is this week too. But um, well, not be much until then. But um, let's talk about Luchasaurus. Um, uh, he went one on one with the Stefeto. Like he said, it was a squash match, and he locked in the nerve pull snap trap for the win in in like under a minute. And then uh, after the match, Christian was to continue the attack, and he uh, did a choke slam on uh, onto the floor. That choke slam looked like it hurt, like legit hurt. Oh my god, that's like uh, I wonder well, well, what Jungle Boy's gonna do that when, when he returns. Yeah, that that um that 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 uh that'll like it hurt. Uh, but yeah, excited to see Hillosaurus uh and what he's gonna be doing in the future. Uh, the Jumpy Banshees. Um. Uh, backstage, we had Scorpio Sky, the TG champion, and Warhol face to face. I said he was the, the champion for a reason. Warlow said he doesn't care about American boxing. He said he will beat everyone that and he'll take on the title. And Sky challenged him for a match that next with Country Dynamite in street fight for the TG title. Right. So we see the end of Scorpio's uh, title win game. Yeah, it made me happy. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to his match. Hey, do you know what Scorpio got injured or why he's on the injured list? Um, I, I don't know what, what happened. I don't know if it was during the last match that he had with Sammy or was it during uh, the last couple of matches that he had, one or the two. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It seemed like he's recovering pretty quick and they still got him on TV and everything. So yeah, it must not be, you know, um, but not going to have him down for too long, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, but um, it's official next week, Street Fight, Scorpio Sky, Warhol for the TG title. So that's official next week. But um, uh, moving forward, Matt Cassidy, uh, you know, they had to do the, the acclaim rap. Call it Dan Hasby, uh, uh, Chuggalo, and Marky Flynn, MMI's uh, Drinking Water. This was... uh. As Dan Housley alongside two mystery partners, who turned out to be the AAA, IWGT, and Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, FTR. So we had FTR TR with Dan Housley versus Mad Cat Sister in the Duck Club in a, in a trios match. And um, uh, in, the final, in the final moments of the match, the team Wolf landed a pup on Austin and went for the go to sleep. 
uh, Billy distracted the official and pushed Grant in with the crush. So, um, it got me thinking, was he really or was he just telling the, the wheelchair thing? I don't know. But, um, yeah, he ran in with the crush. He has healed up from his injury. Uh, but Dan has aborted the, the, crush, the crush strike with start Austin, and then Dan went for the cover of, for the win. And then after the match, Austin shoved Bowens, Billy uh, defended the, the acclaim and his son's uh, back. So um, is there any tension between the acclaim and the, and the gun club here? Or is everything going to get smoothed out? Or, and then uh, what is, uh, and also what is Billy Gunn's stand? Because uh, obviously he was defending the acclaim over his son's. So, what's the what's the deal? Yeah, here? interesting little storyteller. I wasn't expecting to kind of have this storyteller with this group. I kind of looked at them as like, uh, man, I feel like with Billy Gunn though, like being there, like I feel like we're gonna be getting like some DX vibes soon, coming in more like the whole like the whole scissor me, get it? Um, they're, they're they're fun to watch. Like this whole group. It's fun to watch, and I hope there's not a breakup. I think it's just storytelling, uh, but I like I like the ass voice with the claim. Uh, first off, going back to Caster's rap, he referenced so many Michigan things that it was great. You know, me being a Michigander, uh, Juggalos is a Michigan, you know, started in Michigan, um, being close to Canada. It's true. You can see Canada uh, from, uh, if you're in Detroit, you look across the river, that's Canada. Um, and then also uh, drinking the water from Flint. So great Michigan references from Caster um, are coming out. Huge pop. Dan Housen saying, I think you guys can wrestle good. You know, uh, and this FTR come out. Uh, by the way, Dax is super over when he gets tagged. People go crazy for him now. Um, just a, and also just a really good match between them. It was a little bit of a match between Austin Gunn and Dax uh, with a hip toss, uh, but overall the match came out pretty pretty good. And the story elements at the end I wasn't expecting, so I'm pleasantly surprised and happy to see Bowens back on his feet. Let's speak. But rather than that, this match I think was really solid, and I'm looking forward to kind of seeing how they play around with this story. Will Billy Gunn continue to, you know, take up for the acclaim? What if, what if Billy Gunn becomes a manager just for the acclaim and not his sons? Yeah, that'd be odd. That'd be a good storytelling. And what about a good, nice rivalry between acclaim and the ass boys now? Yeah, I mean, there, but uh, we'll see more what happens there. But um, Jay Lito, Dunn and Satnam Singh caught a video promo backstage. Don and Lito demand Joe to sign the contract to defend the uh the ROH World Television title at the uh, ROH Next Pay Per View um in um uh, in the last week of July, which is um Tampa before Honor Pay Per View. And Setnam said, "Jay is going to kill you." So um yeah, so that's one of the main matches that's going to be um. Uh, in house for um uh, 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 Honor's next pay per view at definitely for Honor. So um, it's gonna be very interesting. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to, to that show as well. If you think Supercon Honor was was great, I can't imagine what definitely before Honor is gonna do. 
yeah, I'm, I enjoy these promos from Daily for keeping his storyline alive. Uh, my man's is huge, dude. He's just a big guy. But yeah, I enjoy these promos. Jay Lethal does a great promo. Um, looking forward to Joe coming back. Uh, let me put a date on it now. Uh, oh yeah, it, it's just only a matter of time. Then uh, when, uh, when Joe and Joe back. just has like a, sh- a shoulder injury, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's selling like a, a shoulder injury. I don't know what the real injury is. But I know he's selling a shoulder injury. Yeah, so um, uh, we had a uh, open challenge uh, CBS championship match with uh, Jay Cargill going one on one with uh, with Leda Gray. So um, uh, it wasn't all that. It was just a couple of the squash matches as always. Um, with uh, Jay uh, finishing off with the pump kick and then hitting uh, the the Jay for the win. It's just a couple of minutes. Jay win goes thirty four and zero. So uh, after the match. And Hathaway was about to speak, but Jay grabbed the mic and said, I am tired of everyone in the back bitching him on And she demands Hathaway to give us some real uh, competition. And Hathaway said, only someone who did not even work for AEW has to wear out to step up. He called Athena lazy. And um, Athena and Chris Daniela ran out and attacked uh, Jade and Hogan. But by surprise, Ray, Surprise, surprise uh, them by stopping Athena from hitting the uh, the old face and Jay and company stood tall. So we got a new member of the baddies in um in Lil- in later Gray. So um uh so what do you see uh, later Gray's future in, um in the baddies? Uh, she might just be there until uh, Red Velvet comes back. Um, because you can't say the baddies if it's only. Kiara Hogan. Um, so I think they might just have a nice little replacement for until Velvet comes back. Uh, interesting dynamic, getting beat and then, you know, helping her at the end. Uh, I wish Athena had a chance to hit the old face on uh, Jay because that finisher is just phenomenal. I love seeing it every time she does it. Uh, but I kind of just want, I want Athena to kind of get a couple of more matches because like, wins and losses matter in AEW. And if she's not out there hitting it, um, if she's not out there hitting, you know, getting those wins, then, you know, how can she take claim for the TBS title? Especially if it was an open challenge opportunity. This is blood and guts. This is a big show. You know, why not take advantage of putting Athena, one of your new women stars out there, somebody doing a run in. So I did have an issue with that. It would have been great if this was an Athena match that Jade interfered in. Um, I think that could have been, that could have worked, but why not have Athena out there? She's a huge star, and I know she wasn't cheap, so why not have her out there doing matches? I want to see more Athena. I need her wins and loss records to go up. You could you could ca- have her catch up with Jade in the next two, three months. You know, if she's doing shows on Dark, shows on Elevation, shows on Dynamite, shows on Rampage, you can have her catch up. Um, to Jay with her win loss record. I mean, and then, they be, yeah, they could be selling this for the upcoming Battle of the Bells for three show. I think that's in uh, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, but that's I want to see more, um, more, more. I think she's a big star, so let's see more of her. 
God, that's why that's why I'm thinking this where this match is headed because uh, they don't want no physicality with uh and uh with Bay because that they want it. They want to sell it. Feel like they want to sell it. And that that no contact. I guess it's gonna build this up. Um, and being Jericho's um a big component in the scene. So I think I see. I kind of see where they're going here. And uh, I probably see this match taking place at uh, Battle of the Plus Three. But um. Uh, we'll see you uh, where it goes from there. That's what that's what I'm thinking as far as uh, uh, booking is concerned. But um, yeah. So that that was my big right with this. I love seeing Athena out there, but didn't get enough of her last night. I wanted her in a match. Let's see a match. I need more matches from Athena. Yeah, yeah, we definitely uh, need more matches uh, before uh, facing Jade, but um. Young Bucks backstage, they say Hiroshi go to and Yoshi Hashi uh, uh, a shot at that AEW World Tag Championship, but they must beat them first. Eliminator match uh, on this coming rampage. Yeah, the crowd that brings up that. Oh, yeah, and that brings up the, the rampage uh, card for this Friday. As we mentioned, the Young Bucks versus Chaos in uh, uh Goto and Yoshi and Hashi, uh, Tony Storm versus Tyler Rose, and then the first ever the Royal Rampage, a 20 man battle royal for the interim AEW World uh, for a shot at the uh, at the interim AEW World Championship match. So when they say the Royal Rampage, is it going to be similar to the Royal Rumble? The Royal Rampage. Yeah, let's do it. New guy every, you know, minute. That's dope. Let's do it. I don't know. I don't know. It could, it could be just a regular Battle Royal. I don't know. But, yeah, because uh, usually when they it. say Battle Royal, that's like all the guys starting in the ring at once, you know. But I know AEW has their whole thing with the cards and you know, this this book of people come out. But the royal part, I'm not sure what they're talking about with the royal part. And I was trying to even think about like something that's like Detroit related. And I can't even think about anything like why it'll be called the Royal Rampage. So we'll see what the gimmick is next week. Uh well not next week, but tomorrow. Uh we'll see what that gimmick is all about. But who would you like to see John Moxley fight uh for a chance at the entrium AEW championship. Oh, you got a lot of people. You got Darby, you got Andrade, you got uh, Page, you got Malachi Black. We don't know who's going to win. But, uh, but all we know is that John Monty is waiting for CM Punk to come back. And I feel like that match is going to happen at all out to determine the undisputed AEW champion. But until then, we don't know who's going to win the. Royal Rampage is um and uh, we don't know when that match is gonna take place. Probably gonna happen at Battle of Bells Three or, or some kind of special show of uh, the Battle Road until we get to all out. Oh yeah, it's a couple of good options for a uh, nice battle with John Moxley. But man, he is just on the top of his game. He has been doing. Um, I mean, he's just uh, yeah, he's in the zone, man. He's got this company on his back right now, and he's a perfect champion for the company. The first ever two-time 
AEW champion. Even though this one is an interim, it still, I think, counts to his record because um, he is holding that belt right now. And he is the face of the company right now. He is the guy that they're going to be putting in these main events. And it's nobody else that I think is perfect right now to kind of be in that position. So good call on them. I know, like, having it vacant or whatever, I like the fact that I think that CM Punk is going to be healing and I'm going to hear his music come up. He's going to have that belt. And John Moxley's going to have that belt. And they're going to fight it out to see who's going to be the AEW champion going forward. Will they give it right back to Punk? Or will be John doing such a good job? They're like, you know what? Let's keep it on John. That is an opportunity. That is a real possibility. Let's keep it on John until we're ready to get it off. And then CM Punk can take it back. Because what if, you know, that's when MJF pops back up to mess with Punk during that match and he loses his, he loses his belt to John Moxley, you know, so it's a lot of opportunity here and I'm glad they decided to have it because it just it's just more story they can tell later. Oh yeah, so yeah, I can't wait for CM Punk to come back so we got that undisputed uh, title match, but um, right now that's what we're discussing for today's episode. We're talking about Blood and guts. That's what we're here for. So the main event was at the beginning. Uh, Jim was joined on commentary as they lowered the cage. Also, Will Rico joined commentary during Cardio's uh, entrance. The uh, Jericho appreciation said it came out in all matches ran out of it. Kingston had a Kendall stick uh, when he made his entry and Santana had a hard wire baseball bat. And or- Ortiz had a uh, awesome face paint. And uh, in case you guys didn't know, uh, Buddy Guts, this is a simple classic uh, war game. But um, but, but but to win this match, you have to win like either submission or surrender. So that, that's what uh, that, that's what the uh, the difference between the war games in WWE and Buddy Guts in AEW. So that's a uh, the, 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 so um um the, this was a great um war games uh, style match. Um, you think this one was better or the or the one before that with uh, the inner circle and the pinnacle? Which one do you think was better? This one I think or this, the other one? Okay. I think this one was much better. Um, I think this one, um, first off, this one had a crowd. The other one didn't. You know, it was pandemic TV. Um, this one I felt like was... Um, this one felt more violent. This one felt a little bloodier. This one felt a little bit more chaotic. But I also felt like it was structured better with having, like, you know, a door on each side and the guy standing out there. Um, and then also, like, what they were showing on TV when they uh, compared to, like, when it was going on commercial break, you know, that was a big complaint about the other one was, like, uh, you know, man, this should have been on pay-per-view because of these commercial breaks. I'm missing everything. But I feel like this one was much better planned as far as what they were showing when they were on TV compared to what they were showing on break. We did miss some stuff on break, but they did show it on replay. So I think this one was production value was better. It was put together better. The fact that there was a crowd there made it feel more exciting, felt better. Um, I feel like the it was bloodier. It was a little bit more violent. Um yeah, so I, I, I like this one more than I like the first ones. Oh, yeah. And uh, I have to say, John Marshley, Claudio 2.0, 
and Sammy was the MVPs uh, for this match. All right, facts. Sammy, yo, hats off to Sammy Guevara. Um, you know, he he went into that match just getting ready to throw his body to the ring. Um, also, I got excited when I was like, man, it's Claudio versus Sammy. Like, you know, just having Sammy Guevara go against a guy like Claudio. And that's what made me think about how big Claudio is compared to, like, Sammy Guevara. Um, we also had a chance to see a, a mini reunion between the We the People with Jack Hagar and uh, Claudio in the ring. You know, I forgot that they were a tag team, you know, until I saw them together. It was like, oh, crap. I forgot that they used to tag together, man. Um, and it was a hell of a team in uh, WWE. Um, so we got a chance to see those two in the same ring again, uh, which was great. Um, did you want to go? I mean, it's kind of hard to kind of go down the beats of this match because it's just a car wreck. It's a train wreck. It's like everything. This person's getting hit over here. This person's getting thrown into text over here. This, you know, it's just, it's just so much going on. Um, but we did have an injury, another injury uh, with Santana. And I know he was excited for this match. And he only lasted like 30 seconds before uh, he had a knee injury. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we did mention uh, Sammy Guevara and Claudio uh, start out the match. And then, after, and then afterwards, Garcia was the, net, was the first injury to come out. And then Yuta uh, came in. And then uh, after that, the first two, the first two entries, then uh, Jake Hager no, well, was was next, and then uh, who came out? And then John Marcy came out uh, next, and then after Ashley, uh, who came out next? Uh, Parker well, 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 was next, and then after Parker, uh, it was uh, uh, no, Ortiz. Uh, uh, and then Ortiz, who, who came out uh, next, and then, and then uh, another person came out for, uh, who was it? Uh, Mentor, yeah, at the said, at the said, uh, the Ortiz, it was a uh, uh, mentor who came out next, and uh, the Dan Santana, and then afterwards, Jericho was the final one, and also Eddie Kingdom was uh, the, the final one. So that was the order of people who entered into the, um, uh, into the cage. And then, as you guys already, as you guys know, um, Bloody Guns do not start with our, until our team has entered the cage. So uh, after Kingston was the last one to come in, then the match officially uh, uh, started. But uh, it, was, uh, it was going on back and forth before the match even, even started. But uh, everybody was uh, was in control um, uh, for, for one for one another, and uh, so but, um, in the final moments of the match, uh, uh, ended when uh, Jericho and Kingston went on top, on top of the cage, and um, yeah, so um, uh, Jericho put on the, the the walls of Jericho on Kingston on the structure, um, Claudio fine and, and put it. Uh, uh, Jericho break up the submission. He gave Jericho a big swing on top of the cage, went for the sharpshooter, but uh, Meadow climbed up and cut him off. Uh, Kingston locked Jericho in the stretch bomb, just like he did uh, in Revolution to beat Jericho, but uh, Claudio applied the sharpshooter and then Meadow uh, tap out there, giving the, the Blackpool Comic Club uh, for, for the win. But uh, also, I wanted 
to mention. Um, uh, Sammy Guevara hit the uh, the sale because I thought we were gonna get a repeat uh, when Jericho uh, failed when uh, MJF pushed their Jericho off from last year. I thought we was gonna get a repeat there, but um, but uh, Sammy took the took the the ball took the ball there, and uh, they even referenced from the uh from the Undertaker Mankind Hell in a Cell match. Uh, the, that was a reference there when um uh, when Kingston looked like he was he was gonna throw Jericho off, off the cage, but um says you know Sammy uh, took to, to the ball there and then it to a bunch a bunch of tables so. Uh, that, that was a good uh, uh, sale there, but um, uh, but uh, after the match, um, Kingston uh, was kind of upset, and uh, Claudio, uh, the guy went over, but um, uh, uh, it looked like I thought Jericho was was gonna be the one to tap first, but um, uh, yeah, Metro was the was the first well, first one to tap out, so um, yeah, but 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 after all, um. Yeah, Santana was injured, and um, he was injured that um, he's gonna go uh, to the top to the top of the cage to uh, to celebrate with the with the Blue Combat Club when they, when they went uh, off the structure to celebrate. So I saw that there, but um, but the question really is, but um, with uh, Claudio getting the win uh, for uh, for the for the Black Blue Combat Club, is it, is Kingston and Jericho really really over uh, here? Just because of uh, of that, and I don't know where did this lead from here. Yeah, so great storytelling, like playing up to the fact that Claudio and Kingston has a very public history of not liking each other. Um, Kingston has been very open on Twitter about not liking them. Now, I think I said in the in, the, in our chat group. It doesn't matter. I think if these guys have an opportunity to make money, that's matter more. And if this rivalry is going to help save me, make them money, that's what matters. Um, but I mean, look how quick AEW is to pivot with the story. They know people know about this rivalry, and now they have Claudio come and get this win on the lowest member of the JAS. And this was really about Kingston and Jericho from the get go. Um, but now Kingston doesn't feel like he is satisfied because he didn't make Jericho tap. Claudio gets the win. He comes in and steal the glory from Kingston in his new promotion. You know, so how can they work this into an angle uh, to make money and have new stories to talk about while their main guys are on the injured list? And this is a way to do that. But I don't know if you picked it up. I'm sure some keen eye fans did just like me um yesterday but when the match was over kingston had said to claudio hey I, I messed my back up i can't move something happened and if you go back and watch kingston sits in the same spot while everyone's up and then he finally gets on his feet but he doesn't move he stays in the exact same spot i would be interested to see how he got off the top of that cage yesterday uh, I would love to see footage of that because I feel like he was really hurt. Now, it could have been a sale, but I don't think he knew people could read his lips like uh, like, like they did. But uh, he may be injured as well. You may hear stories about him being injured, or it might just be a slight adjustment that he has to do. Um, but, yeah, this match set, my hats off to Sammy for taking that dive off the top. Um, I was wondering why that timekeeper's table looked weird from the whole show, uh, and now we know why. 
Um, they did a better job this time of hiding some of the crash pads and, and things like that. And for any wrestling fan who gets mad at those crash pads there, like, okay, there's only one Mick Foley, and Mick Foley's God. And we're not going to see anyone attempt that Mick Foley spot ever. We're not going to see someone get slammed through a cage and land on a mat ever. That's the only, like Mick Foley is the only person who would say yes, or not not even ask for permission, but just do it. So anybody who has issues with crash pads for our wrestlers, um, guys, we don't want them to get hurt. You know, at the end of the day, Mick Foley is a different type of person, okay? Um, it was a different time in wrestling. We don't, and also Mick Foley retired early because of all of these injuries and all of these things he did. We don't want our guys to go through the same path. He did it so other people don't have to. So anyone who has issues with that, get off of because it's only one Mick Foley. We're not gonna see that type of stuff again. So I'm glad that Sammy is safe, but it was a hell of a, a leap off the cage. Um, I like matches where my wife is like looking away and cringing and doesn't want to watch it all the way um, and all of those things. Uh, so I like matches like that. And that's exactly what she was doing yesterday. She was looking away, cringing the whole time. Um, and that's the type of match that I want to watch. So uh, I think this one was much better than the previous one. Um, and I like the ending story they have now with um, um, Kingston and, and everything. So yeah, I'm, I'm digging it. Yeah, this was a great um, uh, bloody guts match. And uh, like I said, um, uh, Moxley, uh, Cardio, Tupoyo, and Sammy was the MVPs of the points match because Tupoyo was leading. Oh my God, Kofusi, just like just like they did when the NRT in the real match, um, you know, uh, Claudio had to uh, pull out a big performance. This was his uh, dynamite debut, even though he made his AEW debut at Forbidden Door. So they had to make Claudio do something really big. Uh, this was his dynamite debut. And um, of course, uh, Marcy had that win tonight after winning the AEW championship. So I, I couldn't see uh, the block. The, Comic Club will losing this match, but um, but just the ending of the match kind of made me feel like the Kings and Jericho rivalry is over. I feel like it's gonna, I think it's gonna end a one on one match between them. No Apple Comic Club, no Jericho appreciation type. Just one. Oh, you lost your trick, Joe. I do think it's going to go with a match between Kingston and Claudio. Um, I feel bad for Kingston. Kingston is like, you can see it's so much fight in him, but his body is broken. His body is broken down. Claudio is a peak athlete. You're not going to beat Claudio unless you go heel and do something really grimy and dirty. But Claudio is just a peak athlete. You're not going to touch him, man. Like, let's just, let's just, it's okay. And it's okay. It's okay that you can't touch them, but whatever. Let's see if they have a match and put their beef to it in. But I think this started it. This opened the can for more story. Let's see how healthy Kingston is. I think he might have back issues based on the selling he was doing after the match. 
but Moxley did a great job. Moxley had the freaking skewers and he was dumping them into people's head. He had forks and he was digging into uh, people's head. The match was just insane. This is the type of stuff that you can only get from AEW. You can't find this on anybody else's uh, wrestling program in America. You know, we only got a couple of programs that come on TV. You can't find this on TV on any other wrestling program. This was free TV. You're not going to find it with any other company. So I don't care what the haters got to say about AEW. At the end of the day, this reminds me of the wrestling I watched in my childhood. This reminds me of what professional wrestling for me supposed to be. Um, It gives me those options of something really violent that you can't find on UFC, that you can't find on basketball or football. You can't find it anywhere else but on AEW. So that's why I mess with this company so heavy um, for matches like Blood and Guts. Even the matches WWE do, their war games, is not as violent. It's just not as violent as what they do on AEW. And I don't know, maybe I like that kind of stuff. Maybe I'm sick in the head for liking it. I don't know. But I'm glad they do it. And it seemed like there's a lot of other people who like it as well. So hats off to AEW and Blood and Guts. And they did a hell of a job. Uh, and they're telling more story with Kingston and Eddie. So looking forward to see what's coming up next. What do you think, Drico? I definitely uh, love it. It was a great um, uh, Bloody Gushima show. And then uh, also after the match, they made the uh, the street fight uh, TNT title uh, official for, for, for NetSuite's uh, Dynamite as well. So it, so they made that official. So, um, but overall, uh, Bloody Guts, a great show. And uh, so, yeah, well, of course, you know, we got Rampage to look forward to. And also NetSuite Dynamite with the street fight. TNT championship match. But uh, 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 other than that, uh, folks, that's our, our Dynamite review show for today. And um, if you guys are, are watching and listening on YouTube, uh, so, so, so subscribe to, 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 to the channel. And also, if you're listening on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor, so, so, so subscribe to the, uh, the, to, to the podcast uh, that there. Cool. Well, I think this has been a hell of a month for AEW with the build to Forbidden Door and with the build to Bloody Guts. People were saying, are they doing too much? Man, they working. Is they, they working on what they need to work on. And I think with all the injuries they got, they still was able to navigate the waters to some good stuff. Um, would it have been better if Punk was there? Maybe. Would it be better if uh, Brian Danielson was there? Would it be better if Omega was there? Absolutely. But they have such a strong talent pool. They were able to do two big shows, entertain the hell out of their audience, um, and still get praise from the wrestling community as far as doing a good job. So 
they have a really strong talent pool. And when one goes down, they do have people to step, step into that place. And that's Tony being a smart manager and a smart booker. So I think um, like AEW is not perfect. Okay. It's not perfect, but you got to give them props, man. You got to give them credit. They are putting out product that doesn't feel like anybody else's product. They're, they're putting out top tier wrestling product that I think in 10 years, people are gonna look back and be like, God dang, we were, we were really lucky to be watching wrestling like that at that time. Professional wrestling is back and they are the ones carrying that flag forward. I'm seeing, I'm starting to hear some of my friends who don't watch wrestling saying, man, I'm seeing AEW everywhere, you know, my timeline or this or whatever. I'm seeing commercials that's starting to do wrestling like gimmicks. I'm seeing wrestling just more in the mainstream in general. So I'm happy to see that wrestling is starting to become more popular again. And that's only going to do that. And that's thanks to AEW. You know, I'm not saying they're by a sub WWE as a juggernaut, but that competition makes people make people work harder. So AEW really has uplifted the professional wrestling community in the last three years and i'm a super strong supporter of this company can't wait to see what they got next oh by the way trico before you go yesterday i thought yesterday was tuesday for the whole day so in my brain i was saying okay dynamite come on tomorrow i can't wait to see it dynamite come on tomorrow blood and guts and then my wife informed me that no Yes, that day was Wednesday, and I got so excited to find like, oh, I'm watching Blood and Guts tonight. Bet, bet. Like, you know, every day, every time it's Wednesday, man, it's like it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. I get to watch some good professional wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anything else you want to tap in before we wrap up? Uh no, nah, man. Empathy is in post-production right now. Um, Trico, I got a movie I want to talk to you about, see if you want to call a part of it, but it's actually a movie about, um, wrestling. Um, it's a movie that I think, um, you know, the wrestling audience would really enjoy. Uh, it's a true story about something about how I kind of fell in love with wrestling in my childhood. Um, so I think, um, I'm gonna let you guys know more about that coming soon. And Trico, I want to have a meeting with you about it and see if we can get something off the ground. Um, but yeah, this, um, empathy is in post. So guys, if you like good movies, look out for empathy coming out, uh, hopefully by, by fall of this year, uh, it's in post production now and it's looking really good. Yeah, we'll definitely, uh, uh, tap into that. But, um, uh, other than that folks, the, uh, he is Leland and I'm Trico and we're signing off. Peace.